Good morning. It's Thursday, November 3rd. Give someone a dollar day, which I mentioned because um, I, I could really use a dollar or a hundred thousand. See what I did there? That's a nice little punch up joke. And now the news. For the sixth time in a row, ooh, this actually pairs very nicely with the opening of this episode. Hey, speaking of dollars, for the sixth time in a row, on Wednesday, the Federal Reserve raised its benchmark interest rates from 3.75% to an even four. It's yet another move to fight continuing inflation, which is still near its 40-year high. So here's how it works, or here's how I understand it works, which, think about me, think about my life, and take it with that specific size of a grain of salt, you know? By raising the rates, the Fed wants to make it costlier to take out a loan. This would, in theory, cause people to borrow and spend less, the effect of which would be the economy pumps the brakes on a car it can't afford and the speed of price increases chills out. The bummer here is that the economy will slow faster than inflation, so we'll feel the pain for a hot minute before we see any benefit. Kind of like, um, well, any exercise, really, I guess. But hey, bananas are still pretty cheap at Trader Joe's, so we'll be okay. The Parkland school shooter who killed 17 people in the 2018 Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School massacre has been sentenced to 34 consecutive life sentences, one for each person he killed, as well as the 17 others he injured. On Monday, researchers announced that they found 17 adult-sized, unmarked graves in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with another four, including two that were child-sized, found on Tuesday. It's part of the city's efforts to get an accurate count for the number of people killed in the Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921, when a white mob descended upon the affluent town of Tulsa, where Black residents lived under Jim Crow segregation. Historians believe that as many as 300 Black people were killed in the attack and the days of martial law that followed. The team now begins their excavation process, which they expect to be done by November 18th, noting that they want to do the work as respectfully as possible, which includes having a pastor or clergy member present. Let's roll into some Trump crime update time, shall we? Hey, Remember when those super embarrassing texts from Ginny Thomas, wife of Supreme Court Justice and noted bad man Clarence Thomas came out? And we were like, these are embarrassing and also bad. Like no one should be putting their little grub hands into ending democracy just because failed steak salesperson Donald Trump lost an election. But for sure, it shouldn't be the wife of a Supreme Court Justice. That's also bad. Worse, arguably. Um, do you remember that? Well, in emails released under the order of U.S. District Judge David O. Carter of California. I don't know what that pronunciation is. I was just excited to see my state. Trump lawyers believed that Justice Thomas would, quote, end up being key when they eventually would go ask the Supremes to overturn the election because they could just, quote, frame things so that Thomas could be the one to issue some sort of stay or other circuit justice opinion saying Georgia is in legitimate doubt. Now, hang on. That's interesting. Because just last week, Justice Thomas hit pause on the Lindsey Graham, 
hey, you got to talk to us about the Georgia election stealing that you tried to do. Subpoena. Now, fear not, on Tuesday, the court ended up rejecting Lindsey Graham's very professional, oh, but I don't want to, argument. And he will, in fact, have to go in front of Georgia's grand jury investigation to talk about the time that Donald Trump promised him to hang out with him at recess in exchange for Lindsey going to talk to the principal for him. Or something like that. I assume. Allegedly. Please don't sue me. I don't even know if I'm getting that dollar yet. And yes, this is a court case now in 2022 after Biden is already officially the president. But I'm just saying, quite a coincidence. Nope. And that, of course, leads us to something I don't talk about very often, but I am very passionate about. Um, oh, I'm nervous. I never really talk about this publicly. Um, but I, I, I want to talk about how important it is to vote. On Wednesday, President Biden gave a speech denouncing Republicans that are already unwilling to accept the results of next week's election. He called them, quote, un-American and warned that our democratic traditions are on the line in this, the first national election since the attack of January 6th. Referencing January 6th, he said, quote, I wish I could say the assault on democracy had ended that day, but I cannot. Adding, quote, you can't love your country only when you win. It was a great speech. Um, it was a bummer to realize that he took out my suggestion of, hey, if you're not going to accept the results, then you're just a little baby and no one wants a baby snowflake in office anywhere. So go get your bottle, you baby. It's not poetic, but it gets the point across, you know? We're the final days for the fight for our future. And the truth is, not giving a speech like this would have been irresponsible. And that's it. That's the news. I'm proud of... Everyone who gave me a dollar before this episode ended because they know how much I love a good prop joke. I'm also proud of sandwiches. It's also National Sandwich Day, and now I want a sandwich. Uh, but more than that, more than a sandwich, which is wild, because they can be anything. Because I know that you also know we're headed into the final days of the most important election of our lifetime. And because I know that you're going to do something today to make sure we are not leaving anything on the field. I'm proud of you. 